Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? Okay. Are we um, rolling? We're rolling. Okay. Well, hi. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. Welcome to Hands Off Parents. How are you doing? You have a lovely top on. I wish everyone could see it. <laughs> I mean, you've said it now like five times, I though. Flowers and birds and shit. It's flowers and birds. Um, my mother bought it for me. My mommy bought it for me because I will not buy any new maternity clothes. I don't blame you. Because it's bullshit and I'm going to be out of them pretty soon here. Yeah. But she's like, you look like a, a pile of garbage. <laughs> so here. So I'm going to go ahead and take you shopping. My mom nice. took me shopping. That's so nice of her. It was. It's, I will go shopping with your mom anytime she wants to take me shopping. You know what's funny? Now that we're talking about this, because it's really significant. Yeah. She did this shit to me when I was in high school. Like, she hated all of the vintage, yeah. you know, trash clothes that I had. And she'd be like, let me just take, we're just going to get a few things. You know? Like, it was really important to her that I looked. Yeah. Okay. Well, and it worked out for me because I ended yeah, up getting a bunch of shit that I didn't pay for. So. Deal with her neuroses. And- um, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very pointed. That is as well yes, as any of us can fine. can plan for I, or hope for. In another episode, we will talk about uh, how my insomnia has returned in the worst of ways. That I decided I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell. No, I'm telling. But I'm trademarking it. Momsomnia. Trademarked. <sighs> Okay, I, I hear that. I hear that trademark. I just feel like every time we have... I feel like I'm in an episode of Groundhog's Day yes, with you. I'm and tired. And like every time we have the conversation, I tell you about drugs. About I know, drugs I know. that you can get prescribed to yeah, you. I'm going to have to. It's called Ambien. Can you sponsor our podcast? <laughs> and prior to Ambien. my being knocked up, I took it regularly. Yeah. During the day, for lunch, <laughs> for... You know, not really. But it, but it really does work. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to the doctor. I'm now advocating drugs on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they are something that can be prescribed. So yes, it's legal. so it's good for you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, speaking of good for you, speaking of great for you, we have a great, great guest today on the show that we've been trying to get on this show for like. The, we actually I, started this show so we, we could, could get, get her and now 89 episodes later <laughs> yeah we, she's sitting here in she our she actually has a child now we didn't even have a kid when we started this show we just knew we just like we just knew she would she's gonna so we have amy woodall welcome to the show hi guys well, thank you <laughs> we're so glad to have you i'm so glad to finally be here amy you smell so good. I know this is a strange <laughs> thing to lead with, but like your your scent is wafting over to me and it's blowing my mind that you don't only look showered and clean, but you smell showered and clean. Yeah. A sense with people, I just, I don't have one, I feel like. So it's, it's always just really. Don't realize that you do. <laughs> You're like, it's oh, you do. not a good one, but no, you smell lovely. All anyway, aside from to have smelling you. good. <laughs> Let's talk about what do Amy does and <laughs> tell you my secrets. Do you have secrets? Uh, I do actually. So last year, um, with this hurricane thing that happened in Houston, I went through a lot of stress during that time and was hanging out uh, simultaneously with my good friend Carla Valencia. And Carla Valencia is a witch. And in the best way. Okay. And she like has witchy, like lit, witchy like voodoo. Yes. Essential oils. I feel sage, it. Bone broth. Probably. I hung out with a witch the other day and she was uh, like, it's all about bone broth. Some blue magic juices. I mean, like Carla knows all the secrets and she taught them to me during that bonding time that we spent together. 
um, throughout the recovery of the hurricane. And uh, she introduced me to essential oils, and I am obsessed. You're in it. I always thought people were weird when they talked about essential oils, and I'm one of those weird people now. Huh. Um, Wow. So are you using them for therapeutic purposes? Really? Wow. There are certain oils that I use. Um, There are a couple that I just like the way they smell, and so I've kind of replaced my perfume with that. Um, But then there are a couple that I use for stress management, especially when I'm doing any public speaking or anything like that. Like my oils are all over Um, and it helps like with stress management. I don't know if it's, you know, sort of the psychological, even if it is placebo, but it, Mm. it is working for me Mm. and I have preached about it a little bit. And so I have lots of friends that are also, um, and I'm not selling it, so it has you're nothing not, to do with you're that. Like, you're, like, not there's, taking there's no that pyramid, step. Mid there's scheme. no pyramid scheme <laughs> happening here, but I just, it has really helped me um, huh. in combination with a few other things that, habits that I've formed in the last few months, but... Um, it's essential oils, and I had my essential oil bag out, which is why you... <laughs> this is great. See, guys, you come on a hand... You, you listen to Hands Off Parents. You get a medical r- recommendation, yeah. like some hard drugs, and then you get some homeopathic like, recommendations. Like, I'm thinking maybe I should go that route as opposed to the ant- I mean, lavender. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Whatever you want to do. Uh, try both, is what I say. <laughs> I will never wake up again. <laughs> do, like, an old-fashioned science experiment on, like, a trifold. <gasps> Mm-hmm. I should, you know, <laughs> like for the science fair chart, I, chart your chart. path. So other than, um, essential oils, <laughs> other than selling us essential oils, <laughs> um, Amy does a lot. Um, so I don't know how we should even yeah. like, start to introduce her. Do, do, should we, do you want to tell us like who you are, oh yes. what you do? No, I want you to tell me who I am because <laughs> that would be far more interesting. <laughs> I love that. Abby go. Um, I met Amy a while, many years ago, um, because she runs a company called Black Sheep and Black Sheep does, when I first met you guys, you were doing a little more straightforward public relations, but very digital Mm -hmm. social media and you guys have stepped up. Now we're not doing public relations at all. all. Yeah. Yeah. And you've totally changed your mission, totally changed what you guys are doing and it's all very community minded and good, do good. Mm-hmm. ish mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. even ish like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. um and it's so like the coolest company and it's the in coolest the company in houston for Aww. sure and they're yeah. on all those lists those yeah. top business lists yeah Thanks. yeah it's so true t- yeah i can more give you about the, that. the more official yeah because that was not official. more official uh summary of black sheep so um black sheep started in 2009 uh in 2014 we went exclusively cause driven Nobody knows what that means um, because words like causes and impact and things like that are kind of worn out. But basically, we decided um, about six months into the establishment of the business, I saw the power of uh, creative and uh, strategic thinking uh, intersect with nonprofit work and impact-focused work where something really good was happening and when we could apply our creative superpowers to it, we could accelerate that good, um, in such a powerful way. And that was addictive. Um, once I saw that I didn't want to do any other kind of work. So I worked to build my business with that goal kind of in the back of my mind. And in 2014, we went all in on that because we were mostly working with clients like that. We had a couple of clients that weren't, and we said, Hey, this is the direction we're going. Come with us. 
um, or don't, but we, this is this is who we are. And so we work with three different kinds of clients. Nonprofits are the most straightforward, but we also work with civic organizations mm-hmm. um, from the city of Houston to the White House. Um, I should just clarify. The White House, which, she just said, guys, the White House. <laughs> the, which White House? Not the current one. Not the current one. <laughs> yes. The good one. The old the one. Prior the prior administration. Um, so, uh, and then we also work with for-profit companies, and this is pretty much... I don't know if it's my favorite category, but it's a category that I'm really fond of because um, when we can work with for-profit companies who are prioritizing purpose as much as they are profit and really bringing impact in their day-to-day decision-making and mission, then we can really use dollars that um, can make a significant impact that may not have otherwise been guided in that way. Um, We also work with for-profit companies who aren't necessarily that yet, but want to become that because they see how um, that's sort of the direction that the world is going. That's uh, what the rising generations coming up into the Mm -hmm. workforce expect. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. And they're excited by that. So they want to become that. And we also help to kind of architect that and serve as their partner going in that direction. Um, So good work. Yeah. Uh, That feels good. And okay. So Amy's talking, she's, really articulate when she speaks it doesn't <laughs> seem like she should be a person who has a child because you know so many of us who do can't string Mumble. a sentence together yes um so one of the reasons we really wanted to have amy on is because she does have this business that she started that is very successful that she's extremely committed to and articulate when she talks about but she also has this other thing in her life yes. um who relies on her for um for all the things mm-hmm. as children tend to do yeah um, so how little, how, yeah. How old is your human? My human is four. He'll be 15 months oh, man. in a couple weeks. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, still a baby. baby. I, I don't know. He looked like a little boy this morning and I was not scary. I was not excited about it. Is he yeah. toddling? Is he toddling? He is. He's toddling and he's, uh, you know, giggling constantly and uh, getting into everything he can and being the um, mediocre parent that I am, <laughs> I haven't baby proofed any, any, anything. We really. never did. Not there's worth a, it. That's there's a, you're in good company. There's a, there's a gate at the top of the stairs, which I feel like, you know, I got a gold star for. Yep. Um, but, you know, cabinets. So he's, you know, the Tupperware drawer is his jam. And, for sure. I feel like we were the same. What they learn is like, you just can't touch that stuff or, you know, it's like, or we did. That's a cactus. Yeah. Yeah, It hurts. And and when you touched it, it hurt your body. Yeah. So don't do it it again. again. Yeah. We have one drawer cabinet that's childproofed. It's where all the cleaning solution Tide Pods poison is. Okay. I I got that gold star too. Yeah. Okay. So the other day, not even the other day, time is a construct. At some point in the past, my daughter opens the thing she's like excuse me i need to get something out of here oh i'm like that's the poison cabinet and she can what? open it she's like what do you think i'm an idiot what of course i can open it i've been huh. opening this for years <laughs> i've just been eating these tide pots for years <laughs> I mean, it's all over the internet catch up everyone <laughs> yeah. they're delicious we have one door that the kids love to like slam and i always get worried they're gonna slam their fingers but also i find it really annoying that they slam it and we have tied a shoelace on one end and tied it to a closet and that is the best that we've done <laughs> good and the and the tide pod the poison yeah cabinet. the poison cabinet <laughs> that's what we call it so a gate and a poison cabinet thing is all you need yeah that's all you need so we were talking before we started about how 
you know, you're this badass business owner and you have this like extremely entrenched reputation in the community and And nationally, frankly, now. nationally. And then you were a later in life parent and you had this son and now, you know, you have this new identity. And how do you marry Mm -hmm. those two parts of yourself into one or have you had any trouble doing that? I think I'm still figuring that out. You know, I, I, I'm 40. And so I had, uh, what my son's name is wild. Um, I had wild when I was 39 and, uh, that was seven and a half years into my business. And, mm-hmm. and my business is very much because so much of my passion is brought into the daily work and into the clients that we're working with. And, I work with these amazing people. I, I throw my whole self into it and it's become a huge part of my identity and, and, you know, nothing has ever really, I, I love my husband and he's an amazing partner. He's very, he's the, the most supportive partner I could ever ask for. So he, and he's also somewhat entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. although he doesn't own his own business. Um, but he's, uh, you know, he's very committed to his work. And so nothing before Wild came along had ever really kind of derailed me or made me want to turn my work off because I love it so much. Yeah. I really love it so much. And while I love my husband too, he also loves other things. So we kind of could move in parallel right. and it worked. But now there's this other thing that I love of course, more than my work. Yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy? Sometimes, I mean, <laughs> sometimes. You know, yeah. Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And so I do have a desire to say, I'm, I'm going to choose this over that a lot of the time. And, and so I, you know, I'm navigating it. I, I think it's, I went into parenthood wanting to make sure I didn't let go of how much I love the other things. Mm-hmm. And so I very much try and balance it and I try and keep it a little bit separate and, but also bring it a little bit together so that, you know, just the same way I let my passions intersect with my work. Um, I talk a lot in our office about, uh, work-life integration instead of work-life balance and thinking of the separate nature of like the things you care about being the things you have to find time for outside of your work because we get to bring that into our work. Right. Now you don't bring your kid into your work, so... They would ruin it. They're yeah, very, they're very selfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, 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 all day long. True, true story. Um, so you know, it's I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's I'm learning every day, and I think I'm lucky because I get to be exhausted in the most wonderful way by my work, and then um, I get to go home and have a burst of energy to have this little joyful person. And then I get to be exhausted by him and, yeah, yeah. and you know, the most amazing way too. And so the good news is, um, there, are, these things are filling, like filling me up again at the same time that they, you know, so it's a good cycle. It right. like fills you up and depletes, and you. depletes you at the same time. And then fills you up again. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's just, it always blows my mind. I was thinking about this this morning, you know, like our kid was being absolutely insane last night just like just totally totally bonkers and then this morning like she runs down the hallway and every morning jumps right on top of me and smothers me with I love you mommy 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 good morning good morning and I'm like I never tire of this like every morning you just restart you know and you're just like back on full the morning is the best I think the The best best. moment of the day like when I go and get him out of his crib and he's just so happy to see me he sleeps with about five different little animals and he 
hands me every single animal one at a time so that I can hug the animals (laughs) before he gets out of his crib. And it's just like, you know, I'll be laying in bed thinking I'm running out of time to go have that moment. Yes. You know, and I, I, it's a great moment. It is such a great moment. Just like calibrates me for the rest of the day to be happy. I know the crib moment. I'm really actually looking forward to again. I miss the getting him out of the crib thing. That, that is a great thing. Because I like the like, especially when they can be trapped in there. Go watch TV. TV, It's fine. Just turn on the TV and they don't know how yet. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get up. Amy, but then I do and sit and love them. When when your kid is not trapped anymore, you're going to reach a whole new level. Yeah. Wait, what? You'll have to have me back on the show. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're going to smell so good. (laughs) I feel like maybe I'm going to, I want to see, we're going to see how it goes. It's funny because every, every stage you look back and you're like, that was so fun, but I can't. And then you look forward and you're like, but I can't wait till they can do X. It's just such an odd, like you're never, it's not that you're never satisfied, but you're always looking backwards and forwards. Mm And I don't know, it's hard to live in the moment. So it's nice that you recognize these moments that you're sharing with him that you probably won't have for all that much longer. Right. Yep. I definitely try to be conscious of those. It's hard, which is hard. Yeah. It's hard. I know. I can remember like purposely trying to tune in. I remember this one memory when I was, was late at night, three in the morning, I'm rocking her and we were in our old house. And I remember thinking, remember this moment, remember, remember, seal it in your brain that, you know, this all sucks. You're tired, but you're holding this beautiful baby. Just, just put it in there and it stuck. It's the only one that did. (laughs) I think you have to do that. I, you know, I hear so many stories from people who have older children or grown children, um, friends of mine, and they all say they don't remember anything now. And that terrifies me. Um, so, you know, so in terms of like, like the nitty gritty, so I see the big picture, what you're saying. Yeah. But how do you actually manage your time? Because you travel a lot too, let's say. Yes. And okay. then you have to be at work. And I'm sure when you're at home, your phone is blowing up. Like, how yeah. do you manage all that the, there's 24 hours in the day and now you have all of these things that mm-hmm. need, need you? Um, so I did it one way before November of last year and now I do it differently. So I had this moment um, in November. I was at the Obama Foundation Summit. The real ones, by the way. As you do. Yes. (laughs) In Chicago. And I heard Michelle Obama speak. And she spoke for about an hour. She was being interviewed by a wonderful woman, a friend of hers. And and there were lots of wonderful things she said. I I encourage folks to Google this interview. Um, You would just search Obama Foundation Summit, uh, Michelle Obama interview or something like that. We'll post it. she she talked about a lot of wonderful things, but for about five or six minutes, she talked about self-care and managing her time. You know, like, this is the most powerful woman <laughs> yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say still, perhaps, because I don't think anyone has replaced her. No. Um, and she talked about how... She prioritizes herself and her family first and then allows access to her calendar, but with some also protection. So she talked about how she she schedules her exercise like it's a meeting. 
She talked about how she schedules, um, and of course she has the benefit of the school being a little bit, um, you know, catering to her a bit, right. um, because she was the first lady. Um, but the getting everything that she wants to be at for her kids' schools on the calendar, um, you know, any family commitments, anything like that. And then she talks about her girlfriend time and like getting her girl trips and mm-hmm. things like that on the calendar, getting her doctor's appointments, getting her, you know, just basically everything that you should be doing for yourself to take good care of yourself on the calendar and then and then opening up your schedule to some degree um to schedule the other things so this is not i'm not repeating this as inspiring as she said it so um but it just it was this moment where you know the bottom line was if you don't take care of yourself in the long run, you're not going to be able to keep being this giver. Right. If you're a giver. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I am a giver through and through. I will prioritize everyone before myself. Mm-hmm. My assistant has worked for me, and he's not even really my assistant, but he helps me with scheduling. He does so much more than that. But he, I've trained him over the years to cancel my dentist appointments, doctor's appointments, hair appointments, like whatever, if a client needs me. Yeah. And I had to come home and say, first of all, watch this Michelle Obama interview (laughs) (laughs) so that you can understand where this is coming from. And then second of all, here's how we're going to do this from now on. And I booked, I hired a personal trainer. Wow. I scheduled personal training three days a week to be in the gym before I go to work. I blocked my Mondays. This is something I used to do and I had fallen off the wagon with it, but I blocked my Mondays to spend time with my team at work mm-hmm. to be there for them, to calibrate for the week, you know, things like that. And then I scheduled my Thursdays to have the morning to write um, because I've really just, I just think about that all the time, how I just don't have time to think or yeah. write or yeah. do any of the things that, you know, make me stay creative and thoughtful. Um, and then I scheduled the Thursday afternoons to, to have office hours and be available for internal meetings. So now I only take meetings on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday with wow. clients like to with clients yeah. or with new business <clears throat> or right. which means sometimes I have to tell someone I can't have a meeting for three weeks. When really I could have it on a Monday or I could have it on a Thursday, but yeah. I've just had to make that just... You drew a boundary. It, yeah. This is this is what it is. Um, and then I went and scheduled all of my doctor's appointments, dentist appointments. I scheduled massages every six weeks. You know, I scheduled things that would make me feel good, would renew me, would make sure I'm taking good care of myself, would, you know, give me sanity... And, um, I just started operating in this different way. And I talk about this to someone, usually a female friend in my life or somebody I work with who says something and I feel this responsibility almost to tell them about this revelation that I've had (laughs) and how I'm doing things. And I have no kidding sent that video of her interview to probably 40 or 50 women who have then come back to me and said it has changed their life. Huh? So it's, it's doing something. Um, and Isn't that funny how you have that one thing you always send to people? It's like your thing, like, oh, let me, let me give yeah. you this piece of medicine. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think that we, uh, good people, 
do that because, you know, if it's something affects us so much, we want to share it with other people. And then it affects us even more because we've like passed it on. Yeah, you're starting a revolution. People. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that honestly has changed my life. And the way I summarize it is that I feel like now I'm in more control of my life than I have ever been. Because I am, I'm setting my boundaries. I, I mean, in eight and a half years of running this company, I had no boundaries. Like, sure, I had no sleep. I had no boundaries, and which that, I think is part of it. Like you, you, you learn like this isn't sustainable. Yeah, yeah. like it feel this feels so bad. I can't sustain this. But when people would tell me that before, I, I would just kind of smile and agree with them. And in my head, I would think, oh, I can sustain this. I can yes. do it. I, I I can get, do it. it. That's like the super mom, the superhero mom yeah. mentality. Like you can't do it. And I also prop you up for not wanting to and good for you. But secretly, I'm just going to keep doing like, it my way. I but I'm, do I can do this. And not only can I do it, but this is like part of who I am. Right. And I'm actually fulfilled by being this crazy. Right. <laughs> Which is this. It's my personality. It's insane. I mean, I, I, you know, I've always told people that I am. Like I thrive in stress and, and, you know, I think I do, but, and my life is no less stressful. Um, really I'm just managing it better and I feel better and I feel in control instead of feeling like a crazy person and reactive. And, um, it's just, it's an amazing feeling. I have, I have not felt this good in a long time or this in control of, of my life and the way it feels and looks in a long, long time. And so do you think like it's, so the components to it is like actually setting a schedule, sticking to that schedule Mm -hmm. that, um, incorporates self-care and the, Mm -hmm. the good things for you, but also having this revelation, like I've tried very hard to have a schedule similar, like Mm -hmm. I do this and I don't do this and blah, blah, blah. But then I will then feel guilty about it. Like so, I'll go get my nails done and be like, but, no, but I could be doing so many other things. This is so selfish. What a waste of time. I should go pick my kids up and bring them to the freaking park instead of doing this. I think the guilt is so real and mm. that's what used to get me. So it used to be like if, if someone wanted to meet with me and it was a great new business opportunity or it was a client who was, or an employee who was really needing to chat and, um, the, 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 subject matter was urgent even my first reaction would be I should drop my boundary and schedule this on a Monday or Thursday because we need to get it in and things like that because I felt like the person on the other end was thinking I can't believe that she she can't make time for this before next week or I can't believe that she can't make time for this until three weeks from now And, you know, I think this is, I guess it sounds crazy a little bit, but when I heard the first, the former first lady of the United States saying she could do, she could set a boundary like this and, and not feel guilty about urgent matters, far more urgent than my urgent matters. Yeah. I could do that and I didn't need to feel guilt about it. And I think what I've realized since I started sticking to it is that the other person most of the time doesn't, doesn't really feel inconvenienced or, you know, isn't think judging you for those things. Most of the time, if you say I'm traveling and I have client obligations for the next couple of weeks, can we meet in three weeks? 
The answer is usually yes. And there's nothing really more. And then the meeting happens. And so I've, I, I don't know if all the guilt is gone, but I'm conscious of the guilt Mm -hmm. and I'm letting go of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a, it's great advice. So on the guilt train, let me just, uh, segue (laughs) into this topic. So like I had a sort of different situation where I was one way for the first two years of my kid's life, really a year and a half, I'd say. And then around 18 months to two years, I switched my path. Mm-hmm. And um, now I am unavailable more for her. I am traveling more. I'm gone at nights more. And she is a very verbal child. And she is able to tell me that I am ruining her life in a million different oh. ways. <laughs> you know, when I am not there to put her to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is stressful. Now, frankly, when my husband puts her to bed, she is just fine. It's this special dose of guilt that she lays on me. Deals out. But like in the last couple of months, I've had to travel five days here, two days here. I'm about to leave for another eight days. How, and, and I, I'm going, but I feel really terrible about it. Um, on this very deep down kind of level. So, you know, I almost feel like with you, Wild is just used to this. Like he, he knows like my mom, like you're not changing the script on him. You know, you've, you've always been a person who has to travel sometimes and a person who's going to run her own business. And, you know, he's probably going to grow up accustomed to that kind of a schedule, but Mm -hmm. But do you feel when you leave town, is it hard? Do you feel like you are being pulled in two directions? Or even if you don't feel guilty, like how do you deal with missing him? Because even if I try to let go of the guilt, when I leave town for five days, holy shit, I miss her. Yeah. It is hard for me. And 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 as much as everyone's like, go have fun. I'm like, yeah, but I really miss her. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of balance that? Um, well, two ways. One, I do try and I have tried since the moment he was born to say, you're going to be a kid on the go and your mom's going to be a mom on the go. And sometimes those things are going to happen together. And sometimes those things are not going to happen together. And, um, I'm, I'm lucky because he's a really laid back kid and don't forget, he still can't talk. So, um, (laughs) I know what a great moment. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I had him on a plane. This is kind of insane when I look back, but I had him on a plane. I went to the women's March in DC when he was six weeks old (laughs) with him. So I wanted him to be a part of my crazy life from the beginning, you know, first protest, six weeks old in another state. Um, so um, you know, the on the go stuff, I, you know, I, I like to cart him with me if I can, but I, that's not usually. when they start school or, yeah. you know, yep. and, um, I, so I just was back in DC last week. And so I had that moment where I was missing him like crazy. And I don't think you can find a way to like put a boundary up on that. You're going to miss your kid. Yeah. Um, probably a good thing. I yeah. think, I do think that that it is a good thing to have that time away because it makes you just appreciate the time together all the more. But the going back to the self care kind of stuff, the way I um, 
try to kind of counteract the guilt is to reward myself in some way or to do something that, you know, while I'm away from him, what can I do to, you know, feel good and, and have fun or whatever. So in DC, I went to two movies, double feature night. I I I know. I haven't been to a movie um, maybe one movie since he's since he was born and I went to two different th- I was in DC I had no commitments that night and I went to a movie at one theater and I finished and I thought you know what I'm gonna go see this other movie and it wasn't playing at that theater so I hopped in a in a lift and went to the other theater and saw awesome. a second movie That's so great you know oh, I've um, seen a movie that didn't involve animation in like I don't even I can't remember I, I, I'm I'm thinking about my calendar when I'm out of town and I'm and I'm like I have this one night where nothing's going on I'm going to see a movie yeah, yeah. I, should, I just decided I'm going to and see then, a movie and then it's like you feel like you had these you had some special moments and you did something for you and then when you get home you're just I feel like you're a better person you're your rejuvenated kids, so. in yeah. a way now when you do leave town does um, dad take over? Do you have additional support or help? Mm. Or how does that sort of logistically yeah, so work? Yeah, so I have a nanny that comes and spends every day with him. She's a former teacher, and she's awesome. Um, That's awesome. So she is a huge part of our family. and um, But my husband is a super hands-on dad, and he, most of the time, unless he's traveling, which sometimes happens, we both have to travel at the same time, then I'm lucky I have my mom and dad in the woodlands and they, yep, they come in. This is their only grandchild. So I got try and keep them away. That's right. Um, but yeah, but my husband is the, you know, it's like plan option a is, is always when he's out, I'm there. And when I'm out, he's there. And if that's not an option, then we go to plan B with grandparents Mm -hmm. and, um, our nanny is super helpful and, and you know, I mean, the thing is, they're not going to remember any of this. Yeah. None of th- what they're going to remember is that you were this amazing, dynamic, you know, badass working woman. Yeah. Not like on the street, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, he's going to be proud of that. He's going to be like, my mom was so cool. She did all this great stuff. Yeah. She was BFF with Michelle Obama. You know. I think that's so important. I mean, especially and we've talked about raising boys in this sort of environment that's mm-hmm. really challenging and raising girls in this environment. But I am constantly contending with like, how do you make boys good? Like how, what happens to them when they turn bad? But I feel like showing them how strong and powerful women can be mm-hmm. and independent is really important to their development. And so, yeah. I'm, so I'm I try and, I try and, you know, even at this young age when I know he's not going to ever remember the women's March, but I'll be able to tell him about oh. how he went to the women's March when he was six weeks old for the rest of his life. Yeah. And, um, and he'll wear that like a badge of honor. Yeah. And we went this year to the one in Houston. Um, and so, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe that's our annual tradition. And um, yeah, I think anytime you can lead by example and bring them into that, I, it's so important. It just seems like you have done this thing that I think a lot of parents have trouble with, which is like you've found all of your teams and your support systems and you know how to ask for help and you're not afraid to ask for help. And, you you know, like those you're not like I'm doing all this shit on my own. You know, you have a lot of resources. And like you said, option A, option B, option C, like 
it's not, and that's not something that is a source of weakness. That's what makes you strong. Yep. Yeah. I think I had the benefit of, because I've run this business for so long, we manage, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 clients at a time, huge, huge projects that have an immense amount of responsibility because they're impact focused and they're giving, they're investing in us. We've got a return on that. Um, and, and then I have 13 employees and I have, you know, each of them are managing projects. It's, it's a web of things to manage. And, um, I quickly realized maybe in year one that I wasn't going to be able to do everything that, Mm -hmm. that I was doing running the business. And, you know, you wear a lot of hats constantly and those hats change over time, but delegation and, um, you know, knowing what, where, what you're good at and what matters most for you to be good at is I, I think something I learned through running my business. And so I, that's probably one of the secrets that I have to being able to do everything I do is I kind of run my personal life. Like, a like, you know, I have a project management system in my head, right? <laughs> you know, I, I can do 50 things, uh, in a, in the time that someone else might do three or four, because that's the cadence that they're used to working at. I'm used to working, you know, full yeah, throttle. Right. Um, so I think that that trained me. Um, plus also just, you know, not having all the baggage that you have as a young person, a young parent, um, yeah. you know, yes. we talked about, you know, knowing who you are and, you know, my business was stable and growing and thriving before I had a baby and my marriage was great. And, you know, I was six years into my relationship with my husband and, um, you know, things were good. So I I feel like the wait was worth it because you had this really strong foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's so, I mean, I've thought about it both ways of being an older parent versus an older is like, um, air quoting. Like, we are we're not, so old. Yeah, we're not that old. Well, <laughs> I feel old, but versus being a young one because you have the energy to do so much more. But so where do you find the energy? Because that's where I feel like it's, it's hard. And the older you get, you're like, I'm freaking tired. I don't want to mm. play with you <laughs> or whatever you're asking me to do. But it seems like you are bountiful filled with energy and maybe it's essential oils and this well and also (laughs) like the whole self-care component that you were just talking about like you've carved out a a regimen for yourself that builds in making yourself stronger having a personal trainer all that stuff Yeah. yeah i'll tell you the personal trainer out of all of the things the personal trainer and maybe the massage um but no more the personal trainer has made a complete difference in how, you know, maybe I still feel tired, but I don't feel like as, as foggy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you know, so I think that that sets me up for the day and doing it at, at a regular pace is something that just keeps I think that keeps my energy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. up. I mean, I'm still tired, but it's not the same kind of beat down tired of me. Right. I felt like I before. can't go on. Yeah. 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 What do you think that the hardest part of all of this is, the parenting thing? Like what 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 is the thing that for you is like, okay, 
I got to keep, you know, staying on top of this? Or do you not have that thing? I mean, is there an aspect of parenting that you find particularly taxing or challenging? I think I have a really good kid, y'all. Um, <laughs> so don't far. have another so one. Far. Yeah, so far. So <laughs> far. Um, I wouldn't say that there's anything particularly taxing about the parenting part. In fact, 2017 was, I think, unless there's a year that I'm not remembering, uh, the hardest year of my life. And every time I say that, people automatically jump to the fact that it must be about being a new parent. Mm -hmm. And every time I say it had nothing to do with that. (laughs) Right. All that was the most joyful and not easy, but it was way easier than all the other shit I went through. And, and so I don't, I don't have a hardest part for, for wild, but I do think, you know, as I think about this being a a marathon and not a sprint, right. Um, you know, making sure that I find time to give attention to my relationship with my husband is probably yeah yes. the biggest struggle. You know, we just, we love, like we're very much partners in the parenting thing. And so, and then we both very much love our work. So just, I, I think making sure that we protect time for us to still have things in common and to still get to talk about stuff besides. It's so hard. Um, yeah. I think we hear that over and over again. Sure. Yeah. Because, like, when you're two grown adults who are very independent and self-sufficient and are used to living parallel lives, you know, it's hard to, like, it, it's it's almost like, well, this is working. Yeah. We're, we're all we're all surviving. Yeah. But like, are you thriving? Yeah. yeah. Like, are you? Because <laughs> that's like, so you schedule all this stuff. Have you scheduled date nights or like right. that kind of a thing? Um, we do try it. So my mom comes, uh, and watches wild every other Monday. Um, and so she comes and spends the night on Sunday and uh, the, in theory, what we're supposed to do (laughs) is have a date night every other Sunday. Um, it hasn't been working out because (laughs) of travel and different things like that, but uh, you know, when I went to the movies in DC the other night, I was texting with him and saying, you know, so excited that I was going to these two movies, like unreasonably excited. And I mean, even talking about the concession stand items I was getting, I mean, it was a thing. You really relish in that stuff. (laughs) I never did before. Yeah. Uh, and you know, one of his texts back to me said something about, Oh, I really wanted to see that movie. And so I had this moment like, man, you know, I, I wished he was at the movies with me, even though it was kind of fun to go by myself. You know, we, I don't remember the last time that he and I went to a movie. I think it was on one of those Sunday date nights, probably right at the very beginning when we were actually thought we were going to stick to, yeah, stick to everything. But that's so um, funny. We had that exact thing happen the other day, except it was Mike. He went to see, I was off working or something and he had the afternoon where he dropped her off at my mom's and I was like, did you take a nap? He's like, no, I went and saw the post. And I was like, dude, oh, that's yeah. I wanted to go see that. And then I was like, you know what? It's cool. Yeah. Do what you need to do. <laughs> go see the post. The post was good. And I also saw uh, three billboards. I am dying. To Super see good. It. I'm dying yeah. to see it. Um, that's hard. And then it's hard to go out and not talk about the kid. We, ha- we had one date night where we were like, we are not allowed to mention them. 
at all. We're not allowed to talk about the kids. Yeah. Like we have to talk about something else. And it was really, really challenging. Yeah. Um, I think it was during or before some of this election stuff, because that's all we talk about. I was going to say now all we talk yeah, about is how the world is politics. terrible. Right. <laughs> But it's, it, like, it's good conversation. I mean, every morning I wake up and I shoot up and I'm like, you want to know what I read at three in the morning? Yeah. You want to know what this guy's doing now? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, more so than struggling with that with my husband, because I kind of like talking about that stuff with my husband right uh-huh. now, because I think we're still in this stage of what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm not sure you ever get out of based on no. the look on your no. face. No. Um, no, 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 no. We're all there. We're all yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... My bigger pet peeve is going out with girlfriends and all they talk about is their kids. Like just, I went to a dinner last night and the first thing everybody wanted to talk about was my kid. And I didn't really want to talk about my kid. And then, and then, and then they they wanted to talk about their kids and I didn't really want to talk about their kids either. So I don't know. I don't know how to get around that. It used to happen. It was even more frustrating before I had a kid and all my friends had kids and then I would just yeah. be sitting at the table guzzling my wine right. <laughs> wishing <laughs> have fun with that about something besides their yeah. kids um <clears throat> but uh but even with a kid I like why don't why don't we have other things to say yeah yeah I, I don't even can you I don't even remember the last time I went out with a bunch of girls I mean I see you once a week but what do we talk about yeah well we sit here stupid kids <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Like uh, some girlfriends, I wonder, do we talk about, I think but so. I, when I walked in, y'all were talking about branding. You were talking about politics. I mean, like yeah. you talk about other things. It's true. These people yeah. didn't talk about. Yeah. And also I was kind of afraid to talk to half of them about probably either of those subjects. Right. So. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It yeah. becomes all encompassing. Yeah. And then I don't think we're at this stage yet, but this is why we became good friends is because we were both having kids and we were like, we need mom friends. Um, and luckily we sort of transcended that, but I feel like there's certain, you get to a point where like the people you meet and become friends with are your mo- friend, your kids, friends, moms, right, right. Or, yeah. parents. And what else do you have in common? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Like I feel like as a human being, I've come into my skin just so much more since I became a mom mm-hmm. than before. Like I, feel like more authentically myself. I feel like I'm following my passions. I feel like I'm doing what I should be doing in a way that before I had her, you know, I talk about this a lot. I feel like I had more time and space to worry about shit that didn't matter. And now I don't have that time or space. And so when I worry about shit, it's about shit that actually does matter. Yep. And so I feel like I am so much more deliberate about the choices that I make Mm -hmm. and the people I want to be with and the things that I want to do. Because it is, you don't have every second of the day. Like yeah. I can't, I can't do the thing I used to love, which was like, I get to go wherever the fuck I want yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the day and not come home until the next day or go on a trip all of a sudden or do something spontaneous that has been ripped away from me. Mm-hmm. Fine. But I feel like my deliberate choices that I'm making are so much more like authentic than they used to be. Yeah, because you have something that's more important than other influences. So, like, that, I think, has played a big part into me being able to stick to my boundaries Mm -hmm. as well. Because now, whereas before, if somebody would have said, "Could, could you make an exception and meet on a Monday, I you know, I might have thought, okay, well, then I'll just add this to the stack. And then the other things would stack. 
But now, and Michelle Obama taught me this, if you let that keep stacking, then your kid gets like thrown off the stack. Yep. And so, you know, if you say yes to everything and you keep adding up, then by the time you get home, your child is in bed. Yeah. Um, so I do think becoming a mom, and there are a lot of people that I think talk about this sort of stuff is how much being a mom can affect the career productivity of women because they just get the same things done in a faster amount of time because they cut the clutter. They, they don't overthink things, you know? So I think it can be an absolute, um, you know, charm in, in helping us cut the bullshit out of our lives and the clutter and yeah yeah and being able to prioritize like this is a thing I don't care about anymore yeah like I don't care if my house looks like shit for a week I don't care because essentially you might be saying you're you could look at it as I am choosing time with my child or I'm choosing this right yeah and that kind of makes it easy to say totally no. oh yeah um totally yeah Oh, saying no. What a beautiful, what a beautiful it word. Really, it's, I mean, <laughs> I still have it. It's my biggest challenge in life. It is. And I've struggled with it forever. And I think it's getting better. And I think, but sometimes I wonder if I'm just using the kids as an excuse to say no. Do you ever feel that way? Like, oh, I mean, well, you can tell totally, Why not? Yeah, you can like, Do it. I don't want to go out on a Tuesday night uh, to sorry, wild happy hour. Sick. Like, yeah. Or. Yeah. Yeah. I have to hang out with my kids. I mean, I'd rather sit on the couch with my kids. I mean, they use you in a variety of ways, so you should use them back. Abuse me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So speaking of of having limited time, we could talk to Amy all day long, but she has things to do and Obamas to hang out with. Hang out with the Obamas. So, (laughs) so... Um, it was so lovely oh my gosh, to have this you. Is on. Awesome! Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, what a good conversation! I didn't mind talking to you about our kids. <laughs> That's good. good. <laughs> I know I was just talking shit about that, but yeah. it was fun to talk to you about it. Thank you. I feel <laughs> inspired, you. which I'm glad because I was thinking I was kind of looking forward to get a little inspiration out of you today. Milk you a little free, inspiration. Free inspiration. <laughs> yeah, you guys awesome. inspire me that there are other women out there that are. You know, do yeah. thing. That's right. We got to do our thing, yeah. ladies. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to book a personal trainer after I deliver this child. Yes. Not do before. It. Not before. <laughs> yeah, I've got a great person that I would recommend. Going to hit you up for that. Yeah. Um, so if you guys want to learn more about Amy, I feel like there's like a million yeah. talks that you've given online. Yes. And is Maybe there a we website a where we can find you and things that you've done? Uh, I don't have a personal website. The black sheep com is our agency website and pretty much everything leak. You can find me through there. Um, I'm also on just about every social media at Amy Woodall. Um, so Twitter, Facebook. Yes. Snapchat. Instagram. I have Snapchat. I know. I don't use it. I'm so glad you just my said child that. over Snapchat. <laughs> I don't use it either. I'm, it's like I have it on my phone, but you know the only person who likes it is Iris. She likes those doggy faces. Yes, we've oh, spent really many cute. hours. Those That's actually, it. when I see other people's, I think, maybe I yeah. should do Snapchat. You can do that on Facebook now, too. You yeah. can do doggy faces on Facebook? Oh, my gosh. I like that we had this really Rob- intelligent conversation, <laughs> and this is how we're wrapping it up. Rob and the kids spent a 45-minute session doing various layovers on Facebook yeah I mean yeah Yeah. and like get them started young on those phones you know like it's never too early to start so um okay well thank you Amy so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it we'll see you guys next week bye bye you can follow hands off parents on twitter at 
at handsoff parents or you can always send us an email at handsoff parents at gmail.com or if you look on Facebook if you're into that thing you can find us there as well handsoff parents is Steph and Abby um, mail camp